Well, hey, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Faith and Friends. I'm so excited that you're here today because today we're chatting with the one and only Christian Bevere. About this time last year, we chatted with this sister and she and her husband had literally just moved to Nashville. And now their hearts and their family have grown as their sweet baby boy added such cuteness to their family. And today I'm so excited because we're chatting about Sons and Daughters second book and their I Am movement. This book is entitled I Am Transformed. And this time with Christian really did bless my soul and I pray it blesses yours too. All right, well, let's dive right in. Well, Christian girl, welcome back to Faith and Friends, sister. Thank you, Georgia. Thanks for having me back. I guess the first one was passing the test. Yes, girl. Of course, you are a very much arms open, welcomed friend to the podcast. I seriously cannot believe it's been a year since we talked. I mean, it was episode 45. That was literally a year ago. That's wild. I know. I was thinking about that, and I'm pretty sure you were my first interview for I Am, and you're my first interview for I Am Transformed. So it's just, it's a really sweet moment that we're in right now. It really is so sweet. And I remember we did our interview and then honestly, I think it was a week later, we went to camp at the retreat for Q Ideas and oh, it was just amazing. I was like, oh, she's real. She's a human. And she lived, you had just moved here. It was incredible to hug you. And then it's just mind blowing to me that literally a year later, like a tap on my shoulder and I turn and it's you holding your son. I literally like that blew my mind. It's, and it's crazy. It's crazy how much can happen in a year, isn't it? Like, yeah. <laughs> let's be on trend, how much can transform in just like a small glimpse and how much you don't foresee. I mean, we weren't, we did not know we would start trying to have a baby. We would have a baby. So yeah, life is, it's miraculous. We'll just put it at that. Miraculous. Girl, that is an incredible word. And I just, I love that this is your second book in the I Am movement. I am transformed. And I think this is the perfect thing to talk about today because I just have, I just want to catch up, honestly. But I'm just so grateful because even looking back at my own life, it's so cool how you can sit with a sister and just be like, look what the Lord has done. Like, it is not you, it is not I, it is all Him. And I am transformed because of who He is. And girl, I don't think I told you this last year, but literally three days before camp, I broke up with the guy that I thought I was going to marry. And then heading straight into camp, I was like, oh gosh, I just need filled up. (laughs) You're like, I want my cup runneth over moment. God, please. (laughs) No, I don't think you told, well, I mean, we just met you probably, of course, didn't tell me that. (laughs) But um, wow, I didn't know that. That could be a whole Mm, trusting God with the, the no's and the disappointments could be a whole different podcast, couldn't it? Literally. And so this year, like literally y'all, we just finished camp yesterday. So we're hopping on this, this, <laughs> this little interview here. And we're like, Hey girl, did you get your rest? And we both, yes. Okay, girl. I have my smoothie. The coffee got drank already. <laughs> But seriously, like the transformation, like a year later to just look back and see what the Lord has done. I don't think we do that enough of remember where we've been to give glory to who he has always been. He is so faithful. And so I just want to hear about just that transformation in you. What was that like to go from before Christ to Christ? We did talk about that a lot last time, but maybe just that transition from singleness to being pursued by your husband to now, wow, I'm a wife 
life. And then now look at this transformation. I have a life in my arms that was created in my womb. Like, tell me all the things. (laughs) Do we have a couple hours? That's what I have to ask. Right? (laughs) No, it's, I mean, first of all, I want to camp out a second. You said something when we started that our transformation is God's goodness. It's nothing that you or I do. It's not, you know, we're doing something good in the season and then we figure it out or we have a bad season and we halt the plan. It's just, it's this river, I think of continual grace and mercy and almost like whitewater rafting. Like as soon as you go through one dip, you're like, okay, refresh. Okay. We're going through another one. And it's just this flow that, that God does. And I think that's important to know and to start off this podcast, anyone listening is not, well, you know, Georgia's just the cutest thing and has an amazing voice. So of course God's going to work in her life or, you know, that kind of mentality I think can hang us up. Um, that's something when, and I, I should have listened to our podcast because I don't want to say the same thing. No, literally same, but it's okay. <laughs> it's good to reiterate it. Right. Yeah. Um, maybe someone listening didn't hear that other one, but when we moved to Nashville, I heard the word that God said that it would be a year of establishing. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I was like, okay, we're going to meet old people. We're going to get plugged into the right church. Like this and this is going to happen. And honestly, it was a year of um, planting seeds where I see now that was the establishing for X, Y, and Z, um, literal planting the seeds for having a child, um, planting the seeds. We moved seven times. No, you didn't. Yes. And so now we're in our home, which hindsight, this home wasn't built when we first moved here. Um, So there's so much about God's transformation that starts with that beginning. Like what you said of the initial pursuit, the initial come to Jesus moment, the initial, okay, God, this is my open hand um, season. Like you were saying, like, okay, God, this, I thought I was going to marry this guy. We're breaking up, but, but what are you going to do with this moment. And before we hopped on, I was just thinking about certain things that have been dreams in my heart for even the last year that I thought, okay, establishing, you're going to do it. And he's like, I will, but not right now. And I'm like, mm. okay, that's fine. Trust you. <laughs> Easier said than done. But that, and I had a really humbling moment. And this is, I think, a benefit I've gotten from motherhood the slowed pace and rhythm and just looking at my son and knowing he's never going to be two months again. He's never going to be this dependent on me. These are moments that we can't get back. And I've been so used to the hurry and the hustle, even in the dreaming that it's, it's almost like, okay, I'm dreaming up this product and we have to get there, but how much of the transformation journey is intentional, is sweet, is um, notable. And even thinking back to, okay, God, what those dreams that you are self-fulfilling, that you are so good in, how special is this moment right now? The trusting in you when I don't see it yet, the the baby steps of, of getting there. Like yeah. that's something I think about transformation. If we can open our minds up to, and, and honestly, slower breathing. There's some, <laughs> I think I'm pop all over the place. I do have a baby brain and not a lot of sleep. So if you can't keep up with me, just tell me to stop. But, um, when I'm holding my son, so they say, if he gets really fussy and he's just not calming down and I'm holding him, 
you as a parent actually have to calm yourself in order to calm them because they are so in tune with your heart rate and your breathing that as you calm and slow and appreciate the moment, it allows them to cope with, you know, the baby angst and like what in the world is going on. So in our spirit, if we can do that supernaturally, I think that allows us in the natural to slow down, to appreciate the rhythm, mm. to calm ourselves when we think, I got to get it all figured out. Or was that the right move in that relationship? Was this the right move in my calling? Like, take a second. Like you said, you had some prayer this morning, like getting yourself ready, like sitting in this. Yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? No, absolutely. Yeah. Like absolutely sister. It all comes from his presence. Like, I don't think we, we truly dwell in that enough. We think, oh, I'm, I'm just with Christ. Like Jesus is with me, but it's like, are you in Christ Jesus? Those who are in Christ Jesus, it's, it's just like a well. And he never asked us to, to pour out. He just asks us to, to live in the overflow. And so to do that, you have to be constantly, you know, praying and just talking to him and have that tethered connection. And like you, your heartbeat and your son's heartbeat, like that's what the father wants. He says, I want you so in tune with me that we are one, you know, like him and you and you and him abiding in that vine. And so for me, like even the slowing down Christian, like this is something the Lord was speaking to me at the retreat. Like it's going to make me emotional because I feel like I'm really still processing it, but I think I've always felt like I have to be extroverted. Like, I'm just like, woohoo. But then when the world shut down and I was like, sent home from college and everyone was kind of faced with this. Okay. What's next? Okay. Okay. Like what are we going to do? I, I got to slow down. I, I got to sit in his presence and in his presence is where we are transformed. It's where we are changed to look more like him and less like the world and who we were before him, because it is a process. Like, yes, when we give our lives to him, we are a new creation, but now we have to start the journey of walking it out. And so it's, it's just so special and beautiful. And I love how motherhood is transforming you more into the image bearer of Christ. Like that is just the most beautiful thing, sister. So for me, even slowing down in that stillness in his presence is showing me it's okay to be still, to be quiet, to listen more than your yap in your, your mouth. You know what I'm saying? So it's just been, it's just been very transformative and be okay with who you are today than who you were yesterday. Like, don't look back, like praise God for that season and where you were that relationship, that season, but then keep going on towards Christ Jesus. And so girl, you're spot on. (laughs) Well, you know, what is interesting about you saying that is I know extroverted for you might feel like I have to, be this, this voice is present or have this X amount of words and interactions to do that. But I remember a couple months ago, you sharing videos of you just in your prayer closet. So maybe that quiet time, that still moment where you're like, I'm not being extroverted. Maybe I'm just talking God's ear off, but that's, that's the only extroverted I'm getting. But the manner I think that you would tend to have those communications with other people shine through in the way that you talked about Jesus in those videos. And I remember just watching those and thinking she genuinely is so happy to be in that moment just with God in this 10 square foot little building. Mm-hmm. Room. And it shows through. So, so let's 
what I'm trying to unravel in that is the things that we feel like, oh, I'm having to give up, or if I'm still with God, I'm going to not be pursuing this. I'm not doing or hustling. Sometimes he's taking the attributes of that and just sitting with it, like stirring the pot a little bit, letting it yeah. the aroma come out of what he's already put in you. So, I mean, as a friend watching you in those moments, I would have never thought, oh, she's not, you know, she's not dabbling in her gifts right now, or she's not mm. you know, what she's supposed to be. Like you just were in a new facet that could only have come from slowing down. Mm. Isn't that beautiful? Like, thank you for saying all that. I mean, you're right. It, it is glory to glory and it's just a deepening of faith. And that's like what you're saying too, with, with the planting of the seeds, it, it kind of looks like it's dead for a season because you don't see anything above the ground. And I know at the conference, we were talking a lot about the iceberg, how you only see what 10% of an iceberg and the other 90% is, is underground. And pretty much what I was hearing was nothing can shake that iceberg. Like that's, it's deeply rooted. And that's how this season has been of establishing for you and being transformed is, man, I had to put it into the ground and establish these roots. Yeah, we had to move seven times. Yeah, a, a seed of life was literally planted and made in secret for nine months before I even saw the sprouting of life. I could feel it. I could, you know, just see the heart, see the heartbeat. You know what I mean? You could see the ultrasound and you can feel him growing and you can see the seed in the ground begin to take root and then spring comes. Mm-hmm. And now it's time for harvest. And so you have to, to look at the seasons, look at the times and it's just so beautiful. And so how, what would you talk about to the friend that says, okay, I feel like I'm being transformed. How can I get the most of this transformation without moving past it too quickly? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's something I think we all ask ourselves, right? When yeah. We've been transforming for um, like it's our first month with Jesus and we're like, I love this faith thing. I want to get the most out of it. Or we're like rounding gear 25. We're all transforming. Yeah. Um, and I think that's by design. You know, you never, you never stop growing. It's a little bit of a, a curt statement, but it's like, if you're stop growing, um, you're dying. <laughs> Mm. sounds really intense, but think about, like you said, a plant is either flourishing or it's wiltering. Mm. And I know I want to continue. And this is what I'm telling myself and, and God, especially in the season is I don't want to stop growing with you. I don't want to get too, too busy or too caught up in what I think growth looks like to Mm. hinder that. Um, And the sobering question for me, if I ask myself is if 90% of the iceberg is underground, if you know, vegetation or plants have the root system or part of the vegetable underneath the ground. I don't want to spend so much time focusing on what's growing on top that if someone were to pick it up, um, it would be barren underneath. Mm. Like, I don't want what's on top to be the focus when the growth happens underground, because then it's just premature. I mean, Hey, come that ninth month when that little baby boy was kicking me like a soccer player, (laughs) I could see his heel coming out. Um, I was ready. I was like, yeah, let's, let's come on. I'm ready to meet you. You've been thinking long enough, but I know. And in in that angst, I'm just thinking, okay, God, I've been doing this for nine months. You know, the end is in sight, but right now I'm just wishing it's any moment. At the same time, I didn't want to birth him premature. I wanted him to take as much time as he needed to get every bit of sustenance that God had given my body to bestow unto him so that he was set up for success, so that he was fearfully and wonderfully made, so that he was 
made to thrive as soon as he entered this world. And if we can look at our transformation journey that way, whether it be, I mean, I know in the book, we talk about calling creativity so much, say it's your calling. Um, For me, again, that gift of motherhood and slowing down, I've realized, man, I've been wanting that that top to grow, the plant to bloom, but what's been going on underneath and what do I risk if I pull that prematurely or don't get the sustenance I need? Like that for me is a, oh, wow, kind of question. Mm. Whoa, that really makes you like take a step back and you're like, okay. And I think that's good because you kind of get this really healthy fear of the Lord where it's like, oh, okay, Lord, like if you're not in it, I don't want it. If it's not your best, I'm not going to settle. And, and man, like you could do honestly someone else harm Mm -hmm. by you wanting something for yourself selfishly, prematurely. So, wow, girl. Okay. So to the friend who is in maybe the hidden season, because sometimes I feel like we're like, oh, this is so less than, but really it's not. I I've heard so many people say your public life is only as powerful as your private life. And so, man, what would you say to our sisters and brothers in the wilderness that are like, I'm just ready to come out. I'm ready. Let's go. Yeah. First I would say been there, said that. <laughs> had to repent for that. Um, You're not alone in that thinking. I think sometimes, at least in my mindset, I'll feel that way. And then I'll feel bad for feeling that way. And it's just a jumble of, okay, all this is not right. So what is right? Um, I would say that there's, I can't remember the name exactly. Again, forgive me, baby brain. But there was a sermon we were listening to not too long ago. And they were talking about this woman who was quote unquote unseen, quote unquote unimportant, but she did so much good for the community. And just in the small humbling position that she was in, that when she passed away, um, the people of the community said, no, we can't lose her. She is an asset and valuable. And they raised her from the dead. No. (laughs) It's in the Bible. I'm going to, I'll send you the, the reference after this, but I'm thinking how, you don't hear that a lot, even about the martyrs of faith. Right. Um, and even Lazarus, like I, well, you hear so much about Mary and Martha. Lazarus is kind of hanging out until he dies and then he's resurrected, but he was so close to Jesus's heart that he, he rushed there. He wept, he went and, and raised this person from the dead. And so I think if we, if one, if we stop saying this is important, this is unimportant, this is influence, this is an influence, this is um, seen and this is hidden in realizing hmm, maybe some of these people that did life well weren't always seen, weren't always at the check mark, the, the Instagram blue check mark of I've made it, <laughs> I made a name for myself. Maybe some of those people were so good at thriving from that hiddenness, from that secret place with God that they achieve something that we don't get if we just hustle and want to get out of the season. So um, my friendly advice would be, what is God putting in you mm. that you can only get in the season? You know, I you talked about my husband pursuing me. There's so many people that, um, like my friend, my girlfriends that are still single and they're like, Oh, well, you didn't have to wait that long. Um, and I'm like, you know, but I also didn't get as much of out of my singleness as, as you may get to get. And I think that's by design. I don't think God's at fault for, no, he's not going to shorten someone's time or long in someone's time, but he's going to put things for us to cultivate Mm -hmm. if we're willing to dig in the dirt. So Mm -hmm. 
Don't be afraid to get your hands dirty. Don't be afraid to break a sweat. Like the beauty and the growth happens when we wrestle with God and we're willing to just to go there. Yeah. So keep going there in the season. Cause I believe that there is something to cultivate. Um, you're not going to labor in vain. That's a verse. And that's a promise that God gives to us. Mm-hmm. That's a verse I carried into my labor because it was 24 <laughs> hours long. Um, even with that, like I had to remember, gosh, I I'm ready for this just to be out. I'm ready to not feel like I'm in this place of, of no power, 24 hours of labor. I felt pretty powerless at some points, but then transition hits mm. and you feel that baby coming and you feel, oh my goodness, all of those contractions, all of that suffering, if you will, all of that moment of feeling hidden and isolated led up to this moment of immense power and purpose that would not be there otherwise. So that would be my friendly advice. Take it or leave it. Woo, I'm taking it, girl. And I can just only imagine, I, you know, when you hear someone's story and you're like, wow, like 24 hours, like you hear all this, but like, man, like you, you lived it. You felt like the most pain yet the most joy and, oh gosh. And you just, you have this deepening of your faith in your own transformation journey. And I am only getting this much of it, like just the tiny littlest glimpse. And it's just so beautiful. And I feel like that's honestly the same way with scripture. Like it, it says in scripture that if we were to write about all the stories of what Jesus did, none of the books in the whole world could ever contain it. Isn't that wild? Yeah, it's so wild. So I think about those people and the stories that you and I don't even know about. The names of people that probably were raised from the dead or made such a difference that scripture doesn't even talk about, yet their names are in the Lamb's Book of Life and they're they're with they're in glory. They're in paradise. And that's just the most beautiful thing. And like to even know you exist is so humbling. It's such an honor. And to see you birth a new generation, it's just incredible and such, such a gift. And so even, even with Jesus, like his public ministry was only three years and he lived 33 years. So 30 years were hidden. We only get little glimpses of that when he was born or when he was in the temple at a young age and Mm -hmm. man, then his baptism and it flourished. But first things first, he was sent into that wilderness. Mm -hmm. And so I think as we look at the life of Jesus, we can be just so encouraged to know, okay, like I'm on the right track. Like he went through this too. He can sympathize in our weakness because he, he felt it all. Mm -hmm. And so, man, I just love this conversation. This is great. (laughs) I do too. Who knew what no sleep and and good friendship could lead to? No, literally. When you talk about Jesus' life too, I, maybe this can be encouraging for someone that's just like, I get it. I want to be like Jesus, but I just don't know if I have it in me to wait the 30 Mm. years just for the three years. Like to me, that seems like, let's be honest, we're human. Oh yeah. (laughs) We can go there. That seems unfair sometimes. I have to do so much just for this little bit. Um, on our worst days, we can think that way. But what's interesting too is, I mean, Jesus was in the temple talking to people when he was a boy. He mm-hmm. went um, with his cousin, John, like he was doing stuff in that 30 years. It wasn't God punishing him like, oh, to be the highest of these, you have to be thy humble hidden servant. He was forming him. So something about the teaching and the lessons leads to that three years of public. But in, I think, goodness, I'd butcher, butcher the quote, but something about God teaches you 
in the hidden seasons. Oh, he hides you in the private to reveal you in the public. Wow. That hiding isn't a hiding away like we're used to a timeout or a covering or you're not being seen. I think it's an intimate like burrowing. Like we're talking about me holding my son and calming him down. Like it's something about like I am cultivating and and holding you close because I won't always get to hold you close. Like Mm. maybe we can flip the script of like, wow, I get to be in this intimate time with Jesus to work out my quirks, (laughs) to do things with him, for him to teach me one-on-one like that. When I think about it that way, I feel a lot better than the former. (laughs) Yeah, no. And I'm grateful then for the hidden. I'm like, Lord, I don't want to, you know, make a fool of myself all for your name. Like, obviously people in scripture made a fool of themselves all the time. Like David, didn't he strip around like before the Lord, like just Bear. Yeah, I'm I'm made so well. My husband. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I'm like, oh, all right. So there are things in scripture. I'm like, hello, and and it's the same today. Like, yeah, we're you know two thousand years different, but we ain't all that different. We're still the same, the same people in need of a perfect savior. And so, man, for us to just go into those hidden seasons and say, mold me, like I will be teachable, I will be humble. He loves, he loves that, and it's all about the heart posture. Like man looks at the outward appearance. God looks at the heart. And so even though we may think we're ready and we're not bringing it all to him, he sees it all. And he's like, no, baby girl, like just, just trust me. And and you were saying a lot about that trust and you have to cultivate that relationship to be able to then go live in the overflow and go from a caterpillar into that cocoon, which the cocoon is that hidden season to then flourish as a butterfly. And you can just soar. I love that. So beautiful. So beautiful sister. Okay. So as you've transformed from a wife now to a wife and mother, I just want to know what has been surprising and to just go on that, what you were saying of flipping the script of this most beautiful thing instead of, because sometimes people are like, oh, I have to do this or, oh, it's like this. I'm, I'm less on Mm -hmm. sleep. And you and I are even saying those things, but we're smiling and being joyful about it because there is joy in this journey with Jesus and it all has purpose. And so Mm -hmm. what has been something beautiful and surprising in this season? Mm -hmm. So much. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, literally <laughs> okay, everything <laughs> to journey down. Um, I think staying in the same vein, what I'd probably say so much of the different rhythms is surprising to me. Um, I'm very type A. I'm very uh, aimed to be hardworking and um, I love to create. So for me, if I'm not creating pre-baby, it would feel like oh, there's just this creativity ball dwindling inside. I mean, really dramatic, right? Like if I don't create something's dying within, but now, um, I've, I felt more of a piece of just being instead of doing. And I thought it would be very different. Like come when he's a month old, I gotta get back to work. I gotta do this and that. And it's not been that way. It's been, I, I want to, take this in and it's not so much my nature. Yeah. I thought I'm never going to be a stay-at-home mom because I would be so bored. <laughs> but these last two months I've really enjoyed um so much. And I think that enjoyment and the peace, honestly, a lot of that's grace, I think, from God giving me that ability and that foresight to see it in the way he does. But just surprising to me that it it does feel more natural. Um, and that peace is really sustained a lot. I had, um, 
actually had a manuscript due a month after my baby was due. And to me, I was thinking, God, this feels so messed up on timelines. Like, did you get the year wrong? Is one supposed to be a year later? Like what's going on? I know you don't make mistakes, but maybe you want to double check this one. Um, but I think honestly, I keep asking this and what I get back to is I feel like God is killing off the perfectionist side of me. Yeah. It's actually, it's hindered me more than I thought it would. Right. Like as I transform, I would always think, well, I've got to get to the best version of me, or if this Mm. doesn't look perfect, um, it's not good enough. And the flip side of that is one, like you said, we're human, we're, we're never going to be perfect. So if we're striving to be good enough, we're just always going to feel like we're on a rat race. Um, and then it's, it's helped me immobile at times. Um, even with writing, as we're talking about the sons and daughters, but I would think, okay, well, I'm not really feeling it today. So it's not going to be my best work. So I just shouldn't do it. Mm. Um, now I've been in a season of, I did not get sleep. I have not had coffee, but I have to do a thousand words. I just got to do it. Mm -hmm. And there's so much more grace when I say, God, I've got nothing, (laughs) hardly anything left in me today. This might not be my best work, but I know if you're in it, it's going to be what you want to produce. Yeah. When I tell you, Georgia, I would choose the season I'm in right now, like the writing, the, the thriving, everything has felt so much more on point, for lack of a better word, Yeah. when it's humbling and mm-hmm. the perfectionist side of me is dying. And I think part of this transformation is transforming how I see things, transforming how I do things because it's coming from a place of, I feel like God teaching me how to be instead of do. Mm humbling me, um, in the process of, of even this season. And I, I hope that that is something that someone else can relate to and find joy in is, uh, and I know with you for music, I don't know if you've had this similar revelation, but if, if we're always thinking, well, when I feel it, or when I write the perfect song, I'll release it, or gosh, yeah. how many times could you record something and be like, Oh, I could do that better. I could hit mm-hmm. that. Better. And you just spend hours doing one thing when God's probably like, Georgia, I called you to write that song. I didn't call you to record it a hundred times. Come on. That's Tim instead of our own selves. That alone will preach to me for days. Like, okay, I say I trust God, but am I living it? Am I transform it? Or am I staying on this one thing until I beat it to death? Mm. Christian. Girl, I could just cry. This is all so good. Like it is so beautiful and so real and so honest. It comes from just the humility of going before him and being like, I can't do this. I need you. And you have to get real with the father because he wants you to see him as father. He wants you to come to him as a child and Oh, in our weakness, he is our strength. And I love that, you know, his mercy is new every morning. And so that's why when you're saying like, wow, I've got this grace and I've got this mercy, like what the heck? But that's because he says, I've got enough for you today. Will you receive that? I am enough. Will Mm -hmm. you take it for your own and just walk in it? Like you don't have to earn it because you don't deserve it. But here I am. And I want to transform you to look more like me so that when you get to glory and I see you face to face, I see my reflection. Mm -hmm. I see my beloved. And so girl, I'm just so encouraged like this, this, like I could even tell like in my, my own spirit from the beginning of our conversation. And now I feel more alive, just talking about him 
and yeah. talking about the transformation of who he is. And you know what? The power of your testimony is sharpening to me. And that's how we overcome the enemy is yeah. the blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony. And it's, mm-hmm. it's so evident that you are his and that you are raising a generation shaker just by being still mm-hmm. and cultivating that in the secret place with Jesus and allowing him to just <laughs> do what only he can do. So girl, I have no other words. I am just like, hallelujah. So tell us where we can get this book. I am transformed because I feel like all those words that the Lord was speaking through you. Now it's time for us to read them. <laughs> yes. Yes. So the, the book is actually a devotional. It's carried off of our book form last year, carried into a devotional form this year, which I'm going to be honest, wasn't a huge, like, yeah, I need a devotional fan until this year. Wow. <laughs> it's a little limited. I'm like, I need, I need my day with Jesus, even if it's one page. Uh-huh. Um, or we're going to start there and hope we get some more. <laughs> right. So now I am a fan of devotionals and it's, um, I am transformed by sons and daughters. You can get it on Amazon, messengerinternational.com. Um, wherever books are sold and mm-hmm. weights are good. I feel like it's <laughs> a millennial mindset. Um, but yeah, and you can connect with us at Sons and Daughters TV on, on Instagram. We love just to share, you know, testimonies, encouragement, life-filling things that help people know, hey, I, we're not in this alone. No. God is so good. And there is joy in today. I love what you were saying. Just, just talking about him and focusing on him, resting with him makes all the difference in our life. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, So special. And I'm just so grateful for you. And thank you so much for coming back. And, oh, it's just such a beautiful transformation to, to be your sister and see where the Lord has brought us both in the past year. And I can't wait to see us a year from now. Glory to God and all of our friends. I know. Maybe we'll have more sleep next time and and (laughs) stories of his goodness. But thank you so much for having me on. It's really been a treat and you are so special. I know that people listening um, come here for you and your voice. And I just want to encourage you in that, that as you grow with them and you're transparent in that, it, it does wonders for all of us that listen. So thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Christian. I love you so much. I'll see you next time. Friend, thank you so much for joining us in today's episode with Christian. Isn't she the best? I feel so refreshed and I pray you do too. Y'all, I don't know where you are in this journey with Jesus and in what part of your story you are with this journey of transformation. Man, none of us have arrived until we see Jesus face to face, but what a journey it is. And there is so much joy on this journey because of Jesus. And so as we go out into our days, I just would love to pray over us before we go. And so Lord God, I just enter your gates with praise and thanksgiving. And I thank you for each and every friend under the sound of my voice, wherever they are today, God, I just pray that you would bless them. Bless them abundantly above all that we could ever ask, think, or imagine, God. And in this journey of transformation with you, as you truly go before us and walk beside us, Lord, I just pray that my friends would have just patience with themselves and with you, God, and that they would give themselves grace just as you do, and that they would know that your mercy, Lord, is new every morning. God, I thank you for all the fruits of the Spirit, and I just pray that these would be just exemplified through my friends' lives as they just abide in the 
the vine of your goodness. And Lord, I just pray a hedge of protection around them wherever they are today, and I armor them up in the Ephesians 6 armor, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the shoes of gospel peace, the sword of the spirit, and the shield of faith, God. And any distractions that are trying to come kill, steal, and destroy, God, we just bind those distractions in Jesus' mighty name. And God, I just thank you for this journey that they're on with you, God. I just pray that they would have joy on this journey and that laughter would be such good medicine to their bones as they're on their way with you. Lord God, I just love my friends and I pray that they know how loved they are today by me and by you most of all. And so Lord, it's in your son's perfect and beautiful name that we pray. Amen. Well, all right. Thank you so much for joining me today, friends. I will see you next week. And here's the thing. Do not forget that there is a song on your heart only you can sing. Your voice is important.